Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. All right, guys, welcome in. I've got Daniela Mori Lofton on our call today, and I'm so excited to have you. Yes, me too. So um, for our listeners, I just wanted to get started and give them an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. So tell me a little bit about what you do and and where you service and and a little bit about your real estate business now. Okay. So um, I service Northeast Ohio, but I really try to focus on Summit County, Um, Summit County, and then East, uh, no, Western parts of um, Portage County. I'm I'm like, that's my kind of like sweet spot, you know, like I'm happy to go elsewhere, but especially with buyers, I always give them the heads up like, Hey, I can help you out in Beachwood, right. but I'm not a pro over there. Like, I sure. don't know. I don't know the neighborhoods. I don't know, you know, where the schools are, you know? Right. So I give them the opportunity to see if they're comfortable with that. And if not, I happily refer that has become my go-to as a mom, a trick just sure. for because <laughs> limited time, we've got limited time <laughs> sitting in a car, getting in traffic for daily showings. No way. That's not me. So, um, and I want, I want my buyers to refer me down the line. Right. Um, so I want them to feel like I knew what I was doing. I was confident in everything I told them. They were made aware of everything that could happen, could go wrong, whatever. So I want to be a pro in the area. So I really try to just focus on North of kind of like Akron, West Akron area, sure. up to, you know, like Southern Cuyahoga, like Solon's really this, you know, like the most North I will go. So, okay. um, yeah. So I live in Macedonia now, which is Nordonia Hills area. Okay. Um, and that's Northern tip of summit County. So I am right here. I've lived though in Kent, Stowe, Cuyahoga Falls. So I really know and love the area. Um, I, I help buyers and sellers. Of course, sellers are my thing right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all love sellers right yeah, now. It's <laughs> what we all love and want, but in low inventory, it's hard to have all those sellers. So we're sure. all running buyers around still too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I came out, of, I was manager for a while of an office, left okay. that. Now I'm more just full-time real estate, juggling being a mom with a, of a four-year-old. She's five in August. Um dog, new, new wife. I mean, you know, I, right. we're nine, nine years now, but, um, new wife, we just finally got married last fall. So. I saw the pictures. Didn't you get married in California? No, we went to, um, the Valley of fire outside of Vegas. That's right. I remember seeing the pictures. That was a really, really cool yeah. wedding Again, picture. I, I think I needed something that could fit into this life of ours and, you know, a, a weekend getaway, but somewhere cool that family would like to visit, not just like, Hey, go meet us at this random fly into this random place. Right. Everyone's, everyone's always up for Vegas. So sure. No, that's was, awesome. 
Mm-hmm. So how many, you know, I know you said you were a manager for a while. I do know that. I remember that. Um, now that you're back into like full-time real estate, um, what would you say on your own? How many transactions would you say that you do a year or that you plan on doing this year on your own? Well, the goal is for this year, 10 million, but I, I think, I think I'm going to change the goal to like 7 million, <laughs> I've done seven before. So I know it's attainable. Um, it's just, I left management in January and gotcha. I was at a company. So I knew ahead of time that I was going to be leaving. So I'm not a person to leave a company with transactions pending. Like I can't do that. Cause again, my clients are my family. Like I never want to just be like, Hey, they're going to take care of you. Peace sure. out. So I kind of stopped my business from November of last year, made the switch January. Cause I thought, well, I'm going to enjoy the holidays with no business. Right. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> One year, you know, we've never experienced that. So did that January, I made the switch. And then I felt like I was literally starting from the bottom. Like I felt like, wow, I killed my business. Now I needed to get going. I had a lot of buyers, but it was during a time when no one can win offers. We right. were all, you know, writing crazy things. Buyers were burnt out you know, sellers wouldn't sell because they knew that they weren't going to have a house. So I feel like my first three or four months was like, this isn't what I expected. Right. It takes <laughs> so time I, to rebuild. I mean, yes. especially yeah. now when you were a manager before, were you allowed to sell real estate while managing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was. They actually wanted that. Um, so I started as assistant manager, 2019 became manager, like 2020, right after COVID hit kind of. Perfect timing for you. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, I, you know, when it happened though, I thought, well, this could be perfect because we don't know what's going to happen in the market. Like, I think right. everyone was so scared because everything was like shutting down and we all thought everyone was going to lose their jobs. So I thought this is perfect. I'll have a salary in case business people can't buy houses right now. Like I'll right. be able to coach and do that stuff, but I won't have to worry about business. And then I was the busiest I've ever been. So of course, that's the way it works out when you yeah, least so, expect it. It just happens and hits you. Yeah. Yes. So that I still was full time and I, I probably did more than I wanted to, because again, taking on manager role, I wanted to be the best manager I could be too. So right. I was giving, I was burning both sides of the candlestick. Like they say, like, I just was, I had no family life, no home life working with my clients all day, every day, still having to do trainings and recruiting and, you know, be, and then be at all of their, um, all of my agents that can call all night when they're writing offers late at night. So yeah, probably not. That's a a lot. So how did you manage, you know, I know you have a four-year-old, well, five, I mean, technically (laughs) almost. So how did you manage like taking care of her and her household? Did she go to daycare? Like, how did you manage all of that? (laughs) that time has become a blur in my life. Um, I, I really look back and think like, I don't know how I did it. And I don't, I don't know if I was the best mom I could have been during that time because, you know, we all have mom guilt all the time. Right. Um, Of course, my husband works more of a regular time job than I do. So he works more of a eight to five. So evenings I was able to count on him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she does, she did go to a, like a preschool Montessori school. So she did that Monday through Thursdays till, till 4 PM. Okay. So that was kind of my crunch time. Like when I knew, okay, I have Monday through Thursdays without her, 
I have to try to do as much as I can during that. I'm in the same boat right now. Like I've got two very small kids and they both go to daycare, um, but they sleep till like eight and I'm not the type that wants to wake them up. So, you know, we're out the door to daycare by nine 30 and then we have to pick them up at four 30. So I have 9 30 to 4 30 every day. And that's it. And Dan and I are both real estate agents. So I totally get that. We have to switch on and off and the mom guilt, the mom guilt. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know if dad literally have it. I mean, I'm sure they do. They do. But I think there's, there's a term for mom guilt because it is such like a horrible, like we, I think, cause they come out of us. It's like, that right. was, I created <laughs> that thing, that thing ruined my body, that thing. <laughs> have you so, seen that TikTok video? Where he's like, I've created a human. Have you, do you, did you create your own humans? No, I created I and I'm their leader. <laughs> Yeah. So I I don't know. I think just kind of really time management of she's gone. I have eight hours to do everything I can. Um, and luckily clients were a lot of them were working from home at that time. Right. So a lot of them were able to, I'll leave at lunch real quick and go see the house, you know? So a lot of them were able to kind of work with my schedule and they probably had the same situation on their end. Their kids were either working, you know, doing schoolwork from home or they were with a family member and they were able to kind of be flexible and evenings weren't ideal for a lot of people. So I still did it at evenings and everything, but, um, yeah. So how's your life now that you're not managing anymore? You're just selling real estate. I mean, do you feel like you're in a better groove, um, both as a mom and a business owner? Um, Again, it took a weird time to transition. Um, some days I, I don't know if it was some sort of depression where I'd wake up and I wouldn't really know like, wow, how do I do it all without having to do it anymore? You know, like you kind of have to, and I think a lot of new agents have that struggle of like, okay, how do I get my mindset into being motivated and focused daily? Um, it's an interesting perspective because I mean, for, as a new agent, you don't know what to do and you also don't know how to time block as a new agent. And that's like the most important thing for Mm -hmm. us as not, not only moms, but business owners is we have to time block. And so for you, I mean, that's what it's sounding like to me is what you're saying is that you had to wake up every day and figure out what you're going to do, but you had to actually probably schedule it out and time block, right? Yeah. Because with manager, it's like, even if I had nothing personal business-wise going on, I knew I should be in the office. I should go think of things for my agents. I should show my face. Right. Now I have that, which allowed me to enjoy life again, but it's like, what's my purpose? Like you almost lose what, what the whole goal of it all was because I had to do it for two, two and a half years of something else. So then I had to go back to kind of you know, on my own, I feel like if I created a team and then got rid of the team, it would have that same feeling. You know, right. like, I've always been in charge of these people and making sure I was motivated and on top. And now I'm back to just a single agent. That's what it really felt like. So, so it's been what, eight, seven months, almost eight months since you yeah. left. So, you know, you went through that period of time where you were in rebuild. Do you feel like you've gotten somewhere at this point? It's, it's July, yeah. you know, do you feel like you've gotten yeah. somewhere? Yes. Thank God. It's finally, <laughs> it's, I feel like my, my hard work has finally paid off. Like it, all of a sudden it just clicked out of nowhere. And they always say that, you know, like it always happens that way. And I mean, the whole time I really was prospecting, I was still going to sellers houses, telling them how to prepare their house, you know, and, 
but it just kept being, okay, when we're ready, maybe in six months, maybe in five months. And then they all hit at once, of course. So, right. um, so everything I was doing in those times of just feeling lost finally came to fruition and it was worth it all. Um, and now with the market, the way it is like, my buyers are finally like a lot of them are getting the houses they want and for great deals, you know, finally they're, they're getting list price or they're getting 5,000 under list price or, or with, inspections with closing costs and repairs. And, you know, I, some people hate, hate this market now. And I'm like, no, this is the good old days. This is right. when we started. Did you start 2015? Uh, the end I was January okay. 16. Okay. So, but I was in, um, I, I was actually where at the brokerage you're at now. And I was yeah. taking one of their new agent courses before okay. I even got licensed. So I was sitting oh. in their classes, like yeah. doing all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still tell people, cause you know, I feel like I'm going to sound like an old person. That's like the good old days. Right. Back in when I started 15, like there was so much opportunity. Now people think there's so much opportunity because the, there's so many buyers there's, you know, it's like, yes, but back then I could easily, if I could get a buyer, I could get them a house right away. You know, like, yes, it was, if you were motivated, your business grew so quickly, less you know? showings, less offers, yeah. you know, maybe only writing one or two offers, less deals, mm -hmm. you know, falling apart instead of 50 showings, 10 yeah. offers, you know, or after all of that, a buyer saying, we're just going to wait. I mean, that's what the last year and two have been. So I agree yeah. with you. I mean, that, that first or second year in real estate, it was much more even a plateaued, mm -hmm. even yeah. market. And I quite enjoyed that. And I'm, I'm excited too, for the shift. I mean, we're yeah. in a shift. Have you yeah. read Gary, Gary Keller's shift no, book? But, um, we're doing some like meetings on the book. So we're kind of like tackling a topic each time. So, I mean, it's perfect timing, you know, everything Absolutely. feels like it's all coming back around and I know the market's cyclical and, you know, it was bound to happen, but I feel bad for the agents that started during the craziness. Cause I feel like a lot of them are like, I, I don't have any showings on my listing. What's going on? It's like, that's the, that, that used to be normal. Right. It <laughs> used to actually know. take some time. <laughs> you had to market it. You had to go door knock. You had, you know, like, I love that stuff though. It makes me feel like a realtor versus just like, okay, another house popped up. Let's go tomorrow. Let's go, you know, like writing a, a million zombie. Like, how do I, how do I show my worth more than just, okay. You know, boom, boom, boom. It's more like, I'm going to do all of this for you. I'm going to get, this is going to be the timeline. This is what it's going to be. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to jump back a little bit. So mm -hmm. you had already been a real estate agent working and growing a business before you had your daughter, correct? Yes. Yep. So mm -hmm. what were those first few months, new mom, you know, a lot of us, you know, I know I did struggled with a little postpartum depression after I had my firstborn and yep. like, what was those first few months in that first year, first year, like after you had your baby and you were running a business? Yeah. So I started 15, I think it was like April. Um, and I feel like I didn't really start till summer though. Cause when I was at Howard Hannah, we had to do like a, you know, like you had to pass like 30, 60 or 90 days worth of classes. Like you just sure. had to go back to back and you had to graduate. So from that point on, so I really had like one, probably two full years before my daughter came. So, um, the first full year was figuring everything out, getting my, my standing. And then once I found out my daughter was, I was pregnant. Um, that was December, 2016. 
found out I was pregnant and I was so scared. Right. I thought, because I, you know, I'm fresh out of college too. I mean, I'm a year out of it. I had no money. I mean, I had sold houses, but you got to live, you know, like I was still paying all my bills, my rent, my car. So I had nothing really saved. So I had some friends who I knew who had kids who had like horrible pregnancies, like, Oh, geez. You know, like they either were bedridden the whole time or, you know, um, once they had their kid, they had complications, you know, like, so in my head, I was thinking the worst again, kind of like the murder podcast that we talked about, right. (laughs) Just always thinking of like worst, worst case scenario. So, um, I think in my head though, that causes me stress, but then it kind of makes me think a lot further of like, what can I do to make myself feel better about this situation? So I got up and just like worked the hardest I had in that whole time, you Mm -hmm. know, since since I started the business. So I thought, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to sell as much as I can save as much as I can. That way, if anything happens, I at least have some money, you know, ready to go. Right. um, To hold me off. And how'd that work out? It, so my first trimester, I was so nauseous, so sick, and I hid my pregnancy till I was 14 weeks. Wow. So. Good for you. <laughs> and you're not, you're not a big girl like me where it'd be easy to hide. Like, you know, I'm tall though. So you it, are like, tall, you know, and then I found out in winter. So coats, big shirts was the thing. Nice. So I hit it, but then I was so nauseous. I remember being in office meetings and having to like run to the bathroom and throw oh, up quick and then come out and act like I was normal. You know, did like, you keep a toothbrush with you? Tell me you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I had that. And then I used to go to work with lemons and raw lemons was the only thing I could eat to help my stomach. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I, I tried the ginger chews, the candies, everything. Nothing worked. So I would sit in our meetings with peeled lemons, just eating them. And they were okay. so sour, I think, cause my mind like focused on the sour versus how I felt. And it was the only like refreshing thing. So I did all that was miserable, miserable because you're hiding something and right. you're scared, scared of shit about what's going to happen to you. And then you're starting a new business. So I did all that. Finally told, you know, after the first trimester though, I feel like it was a breeze, a walk in the park. Like I, I worked until my due date and I wore heels the whole time. Like, like huge ones, like (laughs) wear the like three to five inch heels every day. Oh my gosh. So how many deals did you do then between like after the sickness? And I have no clue about the number of deals. I, I mean, it was my second full year. I probably did like two and a half million, you know, like that's so, good. That's about that was, 80,000 GCI. If you yeah, look so at that was only like till she was born in like August. Cause I right. really didn't do anything the rest of the year once she came. Right. Um, so I worked till my due date and my mom flew in and my mom's a realtor too in California. So oh. yeah. So she came in and, um, you know, cause it was the week of the birth. So she's like, okay, I'll come in, I'll help you. And I was still going out to showings and my mom's like, Daniela, this has to stop. Like, what if you're at a showing and your water breaks? What are you going to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to find paper towels and clean it. And then I'm right. going to leave no, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked all my due date. And then I, I agreed with my mom and I said, okay, you're right. Like, this is a little crazy. So then I took a step back, but the whole first half or whatever was great until August till she was born. And then the second half was very hard mentally, physically, everything. I feel like I had a very, um, hard time healing, which mm-hmm. for the moms out there, you know, about the complications that could come, um, from having a kid, uh, 
Yeah. I'm not going to get there. I was both mentally and physically is what you're saying. Like, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Physically. Physically. I just felt like, okay. I was in pain the whole time for like weeks after I remember I went to my 14 week checkup where the doctor was going to give me like the clear to exercise. I still wasn't cleared after that. Like he checked me and I still was healing and it was still, it was just taking a long time. Um, so the pain, and then I tried to do breastfeeding and I was like one that told myself I was going to do it. You know, this is the right. natural way. This is the way it's supposed to be. So I think I ended up hurting my daughter the first few months because I wasn't producing a ton of milk, but mm-hmm. so every appointment we went to, she lost weight every time. And, um, you know, everyone around me was like, just go to formula. So there's all the mom guilt of that, of like, wow, am I hurting my daughter? Am I doing the best thing for them? Um, the pain I was in and then mental because my business, I kind of, I, I had to kind of kill it. I had no help. Um, I don't even have my family here. His right. family works full time. Like there's no elderly people that are stay at home, like retired, nothing like that. So I had to do all that. Um, so I got kind of depressed about that. And then, you know, you're in pajamas all day, a huge t-shirt looking disgusting. And then your husband comes home dressed up and slacks in a dress shirt. And you're like, and I'm just going to throw a caveat out there. Uh, Danielle's husband, he's a good looking guy. Props (laughs) to you. He's a good looking guy. If you see him walking down the street, he would be the type of guy where you'd be like, you would appreciate Yes. Adam. Yes. yes. I mean, he's like very, he cares more about his appearance than I do. You know, like, <laughs> oh, my husband's the same way. He takes way more time to get ready. To like me. a nice watch every time. Like me, I'm like, well, you're lucky if I put my ring on my right. ring. You know, like, that's, <laughs> that's about it. So yeah. So I just felt like shit just being like, wow, I'm just a slug on a rug, like with my baby. Right. Um, and my thing was to go to a target. I swear I would like put yoga pants on and like brush my hair and go to target every day with the baby. I stuck her in a, her um, carrier in the cart and she'd fall asleep immediately. And you I just got to up. window shop. Yes. And I would just walk around and, you know, my husband finally said like, are we going to go broke? Like what's going like, What are you buying? Nothing. <laughs> if anything, I brought like, you know, some formula or, you know, but all it was, was that I needed to be around adults. Right. And not all day. And I needed someone to interact with and potentially like put lip gloss on and not feel disgusting. You know, like right. I took a shower for that. And that was like the greatest thing. So, <laughs> so when did it start to shift for you? Like, you know, out of the, they call it the fourth trimester, right? Yeah. After you have your baby, you go through that fourth <laughs> trimester and you, you go through that and you still have a business and you let it go. And it sounds like I'm seeing a pattern where you have these incredible life moments where you do something great, but then you have the lulls that we yeah. all experience yeah. where you let it drop down. So when did it, yeah. uh, can you point um, the pickup so during that time? Um, I still would have some business. Like I remember again, probably going to be like too candid, but I remember I went to a home inspection probably five days after I was home still bleeding. Oh boy. We know that I had to go to the home inspection and I took my newborn five days old and I just sat there and, you know, so like I made it work when I had to, Right. I just wasn't trying. And, you know, at that point it's like, Oh, my friends would call me or, you know, past clients would refer me happily do it all. But I think I probably should have taken more time off mentally, you know, like Mm -hmm. I brushed it too much. Um, business probably picked back up I switched companies again too at that point. So that was kind of like 
a double whammy. Um, that was my first time ever switching a company though. So I thought that was going to be the end all be all like, Oh, that's going to fix everything I'm going through. That's what everyone thinks. They think that switching a company is going to fix their business, but truly. And I think you would agree with me when I say this, that us as agents, we can be successful no matter where you hang your license. Right. Yes. Yes. So I switched because that was my first time. You think there's better out there on realistically, it was probably money though. You know, I was getting paid a very low amount of my money. Traditional brokerage style cut. I had no monthly fees. No, um, I had transaction fees though. And I was getting a low percentage. So for someone whose business is picking up, you want to finally make money. And I thought I can't have a baby and like be struggling deal to deal anymore. I need Mm -hmm. a company that will pay me more per deal and just find a good fit. So I switched. And again, it was hard adjusting to being a mom, wanting to prove yourself at a new company. That's probably one of those huge mental things. And again, I experienced that this year. Mm -hmm. It's like I switched, they know what I can do and I'm not proving it. I'm not, I'm not living up to my name. I hear you. I disagree with you, but I hear you. I hear the the mental block there, but I don't think that you have anyone to prove to anybody but yourself. Um, That's, that's, I don't know if it's like, the fact that I'm a Virgo or, you know, like <laughs> I don't know, I'm a person that no matter what I have to come continually perform. And if I'm not, I'm not living up to what I know I can do. Um, and then I feel like everyone is disappointed around me and I don't, but I, but I think no one even notices. It's just something I have within me, you know, like yeah. yesterday he told me about a number his company hit or like his group hit and he was really proud and I, you know, and he stuck his hand out and I like, you know, gave him knuckles and then I right. continued with another story and he's just like, that's really all you're going to give me. <laughs> and if I had him like, and I told him, I'm like, that's what we expect from each other. Like, I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. You're yeah, hurting his like, feelings. <laughs> I know, but like that, because that's the, the, expectations I have on myself all the time. So like, I honestly, this year, I haven't even looked at what I've closed. Nothing. It's like a whole, I'm trying to turn a new leaf and not focus on that and focus more on like the actions and productivity versus results. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's how I focus on everything. I I stopped looking at, you know, what the results are and started looking at the the actions behind it. And I've also learned something really important this year. I don't know if it resonates with you that if you act with authenticity and kindness and everything you do, and your goal is to more help people, the rest of it naturally comes the commissions, the paychecks, all of that, that comes naturally. If you are investing the true you into your people. Yeah. And it's helped me. And that's what brings them back and then, you know, referring. And that's, you know, that's what my business is. I don't pay for any leads. I don't do anything. It's just being genuine with them and, you know, showing them the hard thing, showing them, you know, and sometimes I'll meet a buyer and I, I always have like a buyer consultation as long as we have the chance. If it's like, well, I just met you, but I want to see this house tomorrow. We probably don't get that. But right. when I talk with them, I tell them, Hey, so I check everything ahead of time. Like even before we go drive, because in the beginning, you'll probably agree with this. We, we jump and run every time there's, a house Oh my gosh, there. potential sale. Like, I'm on the money? road. Yeah. I'll drive an hour <laughs> away and, and Oh, it's right next to a mechanic shop great. Now we don't even want to go inside. Like, right. I did that too much, wasted my time, wasted clients time, whatever. 
I check everything I can prior. Like I'm like, oh, I check the aerial. I want to make sure the location's fine. It's not right. on a busy street. The disclosures, I check the broker's remarks, the, the flood zones, like everything. Right. Well, usually I send them a text of like, this is everything bad about the house. <laughs> Do you still want to see it? And I I'm at the them, same boat. I'm like, this doesn't fit what you told me you wanted. So yes, I really exactly. don't want to go see it unless you're yes. sure yes. with all of this. Yeah, exactly. So I let them make the decision. Sometimes they still want to see it. Okay, fine. But now you can't say I wasted your time because I right. did what I was supposed to do. So um, I tell them that. And, you know, I feel like especially this market where we kept losing houses or just it wasn't the right house. They were getting, you know, their emotions hurt about everything. And I'm like, hey, my goal is to have you get into the house that you chose and love right. everything I did for you. Wow. Daniela was honest. She prepared us for the AC potentially failing in a year. Um, she prepared us for a, a, a sump pump that could fail or, you know, like I want all of that because I want them to come back and rave about me and send me their clients. You want the referrals. I yes. mean, the referrals are the best business because there's already trust there and you yeah. don't have to try and run the hamster wheel of, I need you to trust me. I need you to like me. It's yeah. just there. So I yeah. agree. And I totally agree. As a mom. Yes. I cannot, I have, I have a private Facebook group for my past clients. Me too. (laughs) So I will do like a monthly shout out for anyone who has referred me and say like, Hey, even if, even if I haven't been called from them, like Mm -hmm. if if I get one client who says, Hey, I just uh, gave your number to Tracy Smith. She wants to buy, she may reach out. Great. That's a, that's going to be me now thanking you for even just spreading my name. So you are rewarding. I love this. I talk about this all the time. I'm so happy you said it. So you are rewarding the behavior, not the results. And that's how you get more referrals. Yes. It's not their fault. If the person didn't call, right. They did their, they already raved about me. They gave me my, my, my number, my, you know, whatever. If that person has an aunt who is in the, a realtor who they choose to use, that's not on them. You know, right. like, I, so I will do like a post where I thank them, tag them all for the referrals they sent me. And then I send them a Starbucks gift card of just like, just a Perfect. small one, nothing, nothing huge. It's like this coffee's on me. Thanks for thinking of me. If the deal closes or I, you know, I get them something else. But, um, I also put in that post though, for like anyone who hasn't referred me or maybe it just been a while. I'm like, Hey, by the way, you know, like every time you guys do this, you're helping my business grow, but you're also helping me have a safe career, you know, like that's you a know. really good thought. I like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's, I might do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I tell them, I'm like, I'm not someone who meets random strangers, you know, like for the safety of my family, I go off of just referrals. And so they, I think they understand that, especially all the moms. I have a lot of moms as past clients. They understand that and, you know, want to help me too. That's appreciative. I am glad that you have a circle around you. Um, you know, a a referral circle around you that understands that and appreciates that about you. So what advice would you give? Um, and this is going to be my last question, but what advice would you give in a nutshell to, um, an agent who is also a mom, um, and might be pulling their hair out with stress right now? Like one piece of advice. I know there's a lot, but just one. Um, I would say, I don't know. It's hard. Cause I feel like I have two. Okay. Say both of them. Go ahead. Okay. First one is obviously work when they're not with you, like, especially, and, and plan out that time. Like we talked about, like time if, blocking. I know have, if I have nine to two, two days a week, nine to two is going to be my most productive time 
of the week. You know, I'm going to have to do it beyond that, but nine to two is when I can knock out all the paperwork, all the, the client follow-ups, um, you know, excellent advice. So true. I concur to the listeners who are listening. I concur. (laughs) Second, I feel like a lot of my non-happiness with this business came because I didn't make time for myself and my family. So there's always the, like, you can keep growing and growing and growing and growing and hit that unlimited commission. But it's kind of when you take the step back and say like, well, what's it all for if I'm not enjoying it? Absolutely. So, so, you know, I, I had my salary, my, my best years when I was manager, but, um, I wasn't enjoying it. You know, I was, I was gaining weight. I was unhealthy. Um, I, I joke around my house that it's funny, the more my wallet grows, the more my waist grows. And (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I'm not taking care of myself physically, um, mentally, because I'm not giving myself a break and, and then I'm not enjoying my husband. We're not going on vacations. We're not doing anything like that. So I finally took a step back, quit the management role because I knew my, my sanity was worth more than that. And your family was worth more than that. You needed to get that back. Like all that mom guilt you were talking about and all those things, the time that you were giving up. I I agree with you. Yeah. Now we go on vacation and I'm like, okay, I get to enjoy them one-on-one. Right. Yes. That's when of course our business is the craziest, but you know, now I also delegate, also delegate that helps give you that time, you know, like find the people who will help you help them when the time comes, you know, refer, um, pay someone to sit at an inspection, you know, like, Oh, for sure. Your, your mom time is not worth, it is not, you know, like it's worth more than that. Um, hundred percent. I totally yeah. agree with you. And I appreciate that input. And I think that that's something that a lot of us moms need to remember is that you do need to give yourself a break and giving yourself a break. Doesn't mean not working in real estate and focusing on your kids. Sometimes it just means taking some time for yourself. If that's going to get your nails done, you know, going to get a massage or taking a hike around a lake by yourself and also spending time with your kids that there is a way to do it. Lots of agents do it and time blocking out your business so that you can, you know, um, work to live and not live to work. Oh yeah. I mean, and I think to always keep in mind, it's always a struggle though. Like no matter (laughs) I'm sure you feel that way. It's like, you can do everything plan. Nothing goes as planned though. Um, never. And I always look a hot mess and I am most of the time, 90% of the time, I don't even want to leave my house because I know I look like complete poo poo, but yeah, it is. But And you attract your vibe. And if the, you know, if you get the moms who have, you know, wear their hair up and like, Hey, this, this is what it is. Yep. This is what it is too. We're perfect for each other. (laughs) It's true. And it does happen. And I would say that, that those are the people that I resonate with the most are the people that can just be themselves and be accepted because they know that life is a shit show all the time (laughs) for us. So if, um, if anybody wants to reach out to you or get a hold of you for any reason, how would they go about doing that? Um, I do a lot more on like my Facebook page. Um, so it's facebook.com slash sell with Daniela. Um, and then second, shoot me a text or call at three, three, zero, three, two, eight, two, zero, two, zero. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. And stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be really good. Thanks Daniela. And I will catch you guys all later. Bye. Hey mamas. Thanks for tuning in to confessions of a wife, mom, and realtor. If you like today's confession, 
make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.